Two White Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Everybody. Hi! Welcome back to Two White Chicks in China, broadcasting live from Shenzhen. Woo! <laughs> and this is episode eighteen. Holy crap! I know. Time flies. Huh? It does when you're having fun. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Holly, what do you have for us today in way of news? Okay, so I came upon this accidentally on Facebook. Um, this is based on a very short documentary. And it's called "Rent a Foreigner." Oh. So this obviously grabbed my attention straight away, <laughs> and the fact that the image on the video are two foreign guys dressed as like beef eaters. Oh no! So this, this <laughs> started alarm bells ring straight away. So I had to watch it. It was only about six minutes long, and I'm gonna put the video on uh, writtenchinese.com/episode18 so you can watch the video because it's actually really interesting. Oh, nice one. Um, so. You can probably already get the idea. I mean, Nora and I have talked about how foreigners are kind of threat in China already. So this is even more like amplified, <laughs>、um, and the it's based on、um, like a, a real、uh, like situation. Basically, in the last few years. Real like real estate has become rather overpriced, and so there are these huge like basically almost like towns that are not with apartments and houses that aren't getting sold, and so these companies are basically employing foreigners to help them help these companies sell apartments to Chinese people. <laughs> it's crafty, but it seems to be working according to this documentary. So the They go basically. These agents go and find foreigners in bars. They sign them up. They they ask them, "Do you have any talents?" Because they're not just there as like a foreign face. Sometimes they have to perform or do mingle or do something <laughs> like that.、Um, actually, not only that, they actually some of them give they give them like fake personas. So I watched <laughs> in like towards the end of the documentary, there was uh, like a uh,、um, a catwalk type scenario. Like like they have in in bars here, I've got like we've mentioned it before, and they actually said, oh, this is for example, this is Evan, and he's from America, and、uh, he's a model, and he came, he was in the top twenty in America's top model or something like that. It was obviously <laughs> complete rubbish, but all there was all these women. It was like I don't know if you've got this in the states, but it's probably an American thing actually.、Uh, like a a group of men that go and like. Dance for women called the Chippendales. Oh, we definitely okay, have that. Okay, yeah, right. So, <laughs> and it was it was quite popular in the UK, like in the nineties as well.、Mm-hmm. So that's what it reminded me of, like these men, some of them wearing very small underwear, like prancing around, and the women <laughs> would. There was there were there were lots of women in the audience.、Oh, uh, yeah. So so most of them are men. The、uh, foreigners. Yes, but there were some. There were one or two women I saw as well. But yeah, they were mostly men. So they、yeah. don't hire them to live in the complex、oh, no. so that it seems. No, 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 no. They they just hire it, hire them for the whole、um, sales process. Right, exactly. So they host them. They so they have obviously have events so that where they have like these catwalk situations or you know like drinks evenings and the foreigners will mingle with the other people. 
and they also have them take photo like for advertisements photos um videos as well um so yeah they go they go all out and it, apparently it's quite well paid according to these the <laughs> foreigners I'm not surprised that it's well paid. Yeah, but the the agent was like said, oh, if we have a foreign face, it makes the apartment seem much classier. Oh man! And apparently, this is like attracting a lot of people. It's so funny. Yeah. And they were even like when people come to look at the apartments, they'll have not just foreigners, but even Chinese people. Like they employ them to kind of mill around in the gardens and the. But this this particular. Um, estate was huge like, it wasn't just a small like garden it was it was like a mega complex so they had people like wandering around <laughs> and the, the guy in the video was like oh cause I, I thought this place was so isolated I didn't think anyone would live here but I'm really surprised <laughs> like, oh, oh, you sucker <laughs> so then they buy it and they get there yeah, and, it's and just they realize there's no one there oh man yeah. that's a crazy a crazy shenanigan definitely yeah <laughs> two Two kind of issues there, like rent rent a foreigner and also kind of conning people into buying apartments. I wanna watch that. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's really interesting. Hmm. I definitely I definitely recommend it. Cool. Yes. So if you wanna rent a foreigner, go to writtenchinese.com episode <laughs> eighteen and figure out how by watching the yeah. documentary. <laughs> or if you wanna rent yourself out. <laughs> I'm sure it's actually even in Shenzhen, like there are lots of foreigners here, but even you know, it's easy to get like picked up by some agent. Not picked up, <laughs> I mean, fa- discovered by agents that want like foreign faces in mm. videos and things. Uh, the other day, and this is t- totally unlikely. He must have been really desperate, but someone actually asked me um, if I wanted to do a video, like an advertisement. Mm. I was, I just said, yeah, they'll grab you yeah. off the street. Do you yeah. want to be a model? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So you can Crazy. definitely make a business out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need to just be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a whole topic <laughs> to go into is this kind of thing. But maybe yeah. if you guys are curious, you should send us a voicemail about it and we will make yeah. a show specifically about that because I actually have friends who have been propos- male friends who have been propositioned, female friends mm-hmm. who have been propositioned. Yeah. So I think it's a really interesting topic, but I don't know if you guys are interested. <laughs> so send us a voicemail and let me know if you are because I would love to talk about it. Yes. So I'm waiting for your voicemail. <laughs> so let's get on to today's topic. Mm-hmm. So today's topic comes from Billy yes. from Canada. So thank you so much for your question, Billy. And let's hear what he has to ask us. Hello, my name is Billy and I'm from Canada. Uh, over the last 20 years in Canada, I've noticed that there's been a lot of um, immigrants from China. Uh, they've since grown up here and have had kids and now those kids are reaching adult age. Uh, and I've noticed that a lot of those kids are moving to China to pursue greater opportunities there. My question is, now that those um, kids, or those adults with Western attitudes, Westernized educations, uh, Westernized viewpoints, but appearing Chinese, how, how are they viewed by the local Chinese population? Okay, thanks, Billy. That's a that's a really great question. Yeah, we we said before we would like things like questions that were more thought provoking, and this this is definitely an interesting one mm-hmm. in my opinion. For sure. Yeah. 
So first of all, um, to describe these kind of Chinese people, there are a couple different words that we use. One is ABC. Mm -hmm. So I know Billy's from Canada, so it would be technically it would be CBC, but the more yeah. common term is ABC. Sure. And it stands for American born Chinese. So yeah. a Chinese person who is born in the US or abroad, it's kind of it's kind of more general. People say ABC for more than just American born. And then who return to their <laughs> Chinese homes. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a generalization because I've never heard a Chinese person that was born in the UK being being like UBC. calling them or well I was thinking of BBC. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> <laughs> so that that can't really work. Yeah, so typically it's <laughs> ABC. Um, and another word that I've heard, actually there are a couple ones that I've heard for these kind of people, and one is a banana. Have you heard a that? A banana? One? No, I haven't heard that. Okay, so banana is yellow on the outside, white on the oh, inside. Oh, I have had, yeah, I have, yeah, I have had That's that. not my concoction. It's kind of, I don't know, maybe it's not that sensitive, but that's what I've heard from other people. Um, who are ABCs, they've called the, I've heard them call themselves bananas. Um, another one is, there's actually a more derogatory term. In Cantonese, they have one that's like a bamboo joint. A bamboo joint? Yeah, a bamboo joint is something that's um, hollow on the inside, like it looks. Oh, so that's kind of hot, that's That's harsh. really harsh, so it's somebody who has lost their Chinese identity and mm. also doesn't have a foreign identity. Mm. So that's another that's another term. Yeah. So you can at least you can start to get an idea for the reality. Like some in my experience it seems like most ABCs are really respected here in China. Um yeah, I think so. Uh, especially in Hong Kong, I think. I think here too. I think that they have a uh, higher status and better job opportunities. Okay. I think they're looked at they're looked at as more worldly and yeah. have a higher education. Mm -hmm. Um but you can see from that derogatory the bamboo joint term yeah. that there are people who don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure different people have different opinions of it. Yeah, well, um, I yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I agree the people that I've met here that have been born in the US and come here. I mean, I've heard kind of like mi mixed, mixed stories. And I think in general, they are like respected. Although, I mean, I'm not, well, I don't know why you would want to do it if you'd been, you were born in the US and you came here and wanted to teach and you were, and you, were originally Ch like your family were Chinese. Mm. That's always like from my experience. Uh, schools don't want to uh, employ American-born Chinese people. Yeah. So I, I had a quote actually. I, I found on a blog post by Elliot Chen. He says, "WTF? I speak better English than most Americans, and certainly can teach better than some pimply-faced nineteen-year-old <laughs> daughter who never went to college." Yeah. <laughs> 
But typically, that's pretty accurate. I mean, yeah, I agree with that statement. But typically, and we're talking about English teaching positions. Mm. So somebody who is a native English speaker, but who looks even it, I think it applies also if you're Japanese or Korean, or if you look、yeah. Asian or Indian or absolutely or even black, Fili- even Filipino. Yeah, have a hard time. <laughs> if you're not white, you're gonna make at least thirty percent less. Yeah. Than your white counterparts.、Mm-hmm. That's just how it is in China. It's how Chinese people they want the face for their business, and it is across the board. I, I don't think I've seen many、um, exceptions to this rule. Yeah, even in a place like Shenzhen, which is relatively Westernized、mm. by Chinese standards. Yeah, forget it. Like if you have yeah, if you don't look white, you won't have、yes. as many job prospects when it comes to teaching English. Yeah. Yeah, and、um, an ex colleague of mine, he, I don't know what his salary was,、um, but he kind of got hard. To, he was actually employed by the school,、um, but he'd been teaching for a long time. He had a lot of experience,、um, but the, yeah, the, the, there was always some issue. Like I think he he got the you know the the fluffy end of the lollipop, so to speak. It wasn't very. <laughs> it, they, he he didn't get a you know a fair treatment, let's say.、Mm-hmm. And、yeah. some schools will just not accept you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes they'll even put in the ad like white, yeah, which is like <laughs> yeah. As an American and also like as a Brit as well, like we're quite sensitive, I guess, when it comes to racial issues. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. At least more so than any other country that I've traveled in. Honestly, I feel like there's more PC going on in the U.S. and in the U.K. than any other countries that I've visited. To the point of being a bit obsessed about it. Mm-hmm. Honest, But here, forget、story. it. You can put that, and nobody is gonna look at. I mean, no one's gonna have a problem with it,、mm-hmm. except for those people. But no one's gonna really like fight, fight about it, and try、no. and sue you or something. I mean, I've I've seen it where they've put like no blacks, like、really? English education.、Mm. Well, I I heard a story. I, I yeah, I'm gonna tell it. Why not? I <laughs>、uh, saw、so、a school wanted to do a, a Chinese school wanted to do like a a swap, a teacher swap. They wanted to send one of their Chinese teachers to Canada. I think it was Canada, and that the the school they were doing the swap with was going to send one of their teachers to China. So they had it all arranged. The Chinese teacher went to Canada. The Canadian went to the school in China. But what the school hadn't thought about, and you know, for us, why would it matter? But when the teacher arrived, he was he was black,、mm-hmm. and they. Basically refused to let him into the classroom. Yeah, he still got full salary, but they, you know, they they just didn't want him to teach the children. Yeah, which is so, so which is so sad. That's crazy. But that's again another topic. <laughs> We want to go back to the whole、yes. ABC topic. Yeah. But but yeah, that exists for the ABCs as well. In that, especially in that industry,、yeah. I think in other industries it's better actually because they have like typically an ABC will have. Kind of an insight into both cultures, yeah, yeah. so they're pretty good in multicultural relations or like、mm-hmm. Sino-Western. I don't know how you'd say it, Western and Chinese relations. So、yeah. with especially with banking and these financial、mm-hmm. um, financial positions, they tend to gravitate towards yeah、uh, these kind of jobs, and I think that they do pretty well. Yeah, I think. I mean, from what I understand, they're.、Um, Canadian-born Chinese or American-born Chinese are more like uh, the com- com- uh, they're more att-、uh, attractive to companies.、Mm-hmm. 
um, than say a Chinese born Chinese. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah education, and they they they've had more experience. I think. Mm -hmm. That's true, but that's um, ABCs who speak fluent Chinese. Mm. I think the ones who because a lot of Chinese who are born abroad, their parents force them to go to like weekend classes. Yeah. They probably speak Chinese at home. Their parents force them to go to weekend classes yeah. for Chinese. But um, still, I mean, that's tough. You know, mm-hmm. you're if you're raised in a society and you're the like none of your classmates are speaking Chinese. It's hard. I mean, kids by nature are conformists. They don't want to do that. Yeah. You see it as well with, um, you know, a lot of uh, Mexican families as well. The mm-hmm. kids don't want to speak Spanish. Yeah. They want to be like their friends at school. They want to speak English. So I think there are quite a few Chinese who are born abroad who don't speak Chinese completely fluently. Yeah. Oh, if at all. I, I've read some... I'd, when I was kind of like doing some research, I read stories of, of Canadian-born Chinese who didn't speak any Chinese whatsoever, mm. which must be a struggle like, if you come here to, to find work or even just to live. Like this guy in particular was in Beijing and he, he was trying to just like immerse himself in the culture, but there was, there was lots of obstacles. Maybe we can come back to that. Mm. I think they're not as forgiving if you don't speak Chinese. You know, for us, mm. if we don't speak Chinese or we speak a little bit of Chinese, then Chinese people typically are really supportive and like yeah. impressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, you can speak Chinese. Yeah. But I think when it's a Chinese face, mm-hmm. they judge them by much higher standards. Yeah, they expect absolutely. them to speak fluent Chinese. And if they don't, then, you know, they're, they're, they think, oh, they've lost a part of their cultural mm-hmm. identity. And it's, it's horrible. And their yeah. parents must have not raised them right. And it raises a whole bunch of other issues, mm. which I think is kind of unfair. Yeah. I think in China, like, everything comes as, like, a package deal like your language, not just source it, for example, your passport. Mm-hmm. And with that passport, that Chinese passport comes your language, your nationality, your culture, everything is like, and it's almost like for Chinese people, it's like, it's impossible to separate those things. They're mm-hmm. all, they're all, they all come together. And if there's, yeah, like for example, some an ABC or a CBC, they break from that, you know, that tr- trend, I guess. And it's, I think it must be hard for some people to 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 be here and cuz I don't I think maybe for some people it's not that easy. No, I don't think so. I've I've heard from I've heard I've actually met um there's a Chinese corner here in Shenzhen every Wednesday and I remember meeting one of the participants there who was Chinese himself mm-hmm. but he was really struggling to learn Chinese. Oh. Um, I mean, he's Chinese ethnically, but he was born in the U.S. And so he had never lived in China, but he came to China maybe three or four months ago. And I remember him saying it's it's really hard mm-hmm. because Chinese is not an easy language to learn. Yeah. And he he just like it's it's not very forgiving here for people who look Chinese and don't speak Chinese. So I yeah. remember hearing his experience and thinking, wow, you know, we we really have it good as foreigners because we can kind of get away with just, just scraping by even with basic Chinese. People are going to be impressed. But with ABCs, they're definitely not judged the same. Yeah. 
Mm, so I think also not just about being how other Chinese people treat ABCs and CBCs, but how the, those people feel themselves when they arrive here. Mm. And I'm sure there are lots of people who just, who arrive here and just, you know, just immerse themselves, just like a lot of foreigners do. I've met lots of foreigners who just seem to have just accepted China for what it is, and that's that's really great. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there are lots of uh, CBCs and ABCs that have this massive culture shock. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the they drink coffee instead of tea and they're watching hockey games, especially <laughs> Canadians, I guess. And that goes against a lot of, you know, Chinese culture, really. Mm -hmm. And I've had quite a few, you've probably had this too, Holly, where it's a Chinese person who was, even if they're born here or if they're born abroad, anyway, they've spent significant time away from China and then they come back to China and they when they meet foreigners here, mm -hmm. they're like, how can you live in China? They ask. They, I've had that. I've had people ask me that all yeah. the time. Like those kind of people, ABCs mm. and whatnot. How how can you stand it here? Then they get so accustomed to Western life that they can't imagine why a Westerner would choose to live in China. Yeah. So many times that's happened to mm. me, where it's somebody who that you know they've they've either left China a long time ago. Or they were born abroad, but they've they've returned. They, they've come. Their family has come back, or something like that. They're just in disbelief. Why are you here? Because they think they see it as um, quite yeah, quite a jarring culture shock mm -hmm. when they come back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe people like that are already kind of more open-minded to different cultures. Mm. I mean, I, um, a, a lot of Chinese people that I meet are kind of. You know they they like they like what they like and maybe not as aware of well what you know as the of the they're not aware of the rest of the world maybe as much as certain people. So if you're already going you're leaving China to be to get an education or to work, then I think you've already got to be a certain kind of of person to begin with. Mm. You've got to want a little bit more out out of life, I, I assume. And the other thing you have to think of too is that those people who have spent significant amount of time outside of China, they don't really know what it's like in China anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, even, okay, I've been here six years and so much has changed in those six years. And yeah. I think for the better, mm -hmm. I really, I find it much more, like every year that passes, I feel like it gets much easier. And it's not just because I'm adjusting, it's because China is changing so rapidly. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. And so when when you think about people who left 20 years ago or even 10 years ago yeah. their image of china it stops at that point mm. so it's stuck in that time frame or people who have been longer even more so it's more exaggerated so when they come when they when they come back or they hear about people here in china they imagine china as it as it was but it's not that way anymore mm -hmm. i mean so much is changing and becoming better and cleaner and safer and you know it's, it's just it's it's not really fair to compare how it was 20 years ago to how it is today yeah and it's another kind of funny thing about um people that have been out of the country and come back sometimes i mean shenzhen is a uh, a relatively new city so maybe they've left their parents have moved here and so in some ways like you and I have been in Shenzhen for much longer than they have. Like, it's a new experience to them because mm. 
Shenzhen is a modern city mm -hmm. and it's probably much more different to their their hometowns, I guess. Yeah, it's funny. So they have to deal with that as well as as everything else. I joke a lot of times with the taxi drivers that I'm Shenzhen Ren. It's like I'm I'm more Shenzhen Ren than you. I mean, yeah. Shenzhen Ren means Shenzhen person. So like a lot of times the cabs, I'll actually tell them where to go because they're not yeah, as they familiar. Don't even know, yeah. You know, they've only been in Shenzhen for a year or a few months or something like that. Yeah. But I'm 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 Shenzhen Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how they feel about that. Like, what do they do when you say that to them? Well, do they when I just say it, I'm just yeah. I mean, when I say it, I'm obviously just yeah, joking with yeah, them. Yeah, So I'm laughing, and and they're usually laughing too. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Because I'm kind of like I'm teasing them a little bit because like it's their job to know where things are. Yeah. But um, I think I'm doing it in a in like a warm yeah, like an elbow, way. like a dig. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, were you? Oh, no, I was just going to say, I wanted to say, so, so far we've kind of more talked about the negative things about being an ABC in China. Mm. But I think if you ask most men, ABC men who come back, they have a very easy time with the women here. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. don't actually think I've come across a... And then, oh no, maybe I have. Yes, I have. They're yes, notorious have. playboys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice expression. Shooting it's fish in true. a barrel. It's true. It's <laughs> true. Cool. A lot of Chinese women would rather have a, I mean, if they have a chance to be with an ABC, they will try it. They will try for it. Mm. At least that's what, it, that's what I've heard. So do you think that's because they've based, they're basically like a bit of both, like a taste of both worlds? Like, yeah. Know? A bit like I think it's a safer alternative way, but to also foreigner. Safe. Yes, <laughs> I can understand. I mean, I can kind of understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's attractive to find somebody who is who has experience in other cultures, who speaks multiple mm -hmm. languages. It's sexy. Yeah. So I understand. I do understand that. So that's definitely a huge advantage for <laughs> Chinese men. I don't know yeah. exactly how it is for the women. I think that the. Because in the U.S., a Chinese woman is very, like, aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, if she's dark and exotic. Mm -hmm. So if she's got very almond-shaped eyes and her skin is darker. In the U.S., I think a lot of men will find her very, very yeah. attractive. Yeah. Whereas here in China, it's better if she if she's, like, really, really white-skinned. White. Yeah. So, she, I don't know. It may, it may go both ways. Yeah, might go both ways, but I could see where it would be harder for a woman in, and also I think because in the U.S. or in the West in general, Western women are more independent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, than Chinese women, unless you're a new Hansa. What's a new? <laughs> it's a it's something I'm I'm writing about at the moment. It's it's this basic like Chinese slang that describes a woman that's independent and basically a lot of characteristics that most Chinese women don't want to be. Mm. So, but they have this this word for it, which it I don't think it I don't think it really means anything. But it's just like kind of like a masculine a masculine woman. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I think there's going to be like a feminine revolution yeah, I, I here in so. China. I, I think, think that's so. coming. I don't. I don't think it'll be the majority of the women, but I think there is a group of women who um, 
that part I think is quite influenced by the West. Yeah, I look forward to that, to be honest. Yeah. I'm sick of the stupid pouty selfies and yeah, it's sticking your eyelids so you've got one eyelid. It's silly. Yeah, it is. Like, I guess <laughs> I could see where that would be a bit obnoxious because they, they like to be like these cute, helpless creatures. Mm-hmm. And the men like that. I, I guess I understand. <laughs> kind of. I mean, the men feel powerful and needed. But yeah, I think uh, an ABC woman would be less like that because in the U.S., if you yeah. act like that, people will be like, why are you acting like a child? Yeah. So it's not – it wouldn't be the same – at least I don't think the same kind of men would go after you mm. in one country yeah. as the other. So um, a friend of yours, colleague, let's say, friend – yeah, f- friend. So she was in the U.S. for a long time, wasn't she? And mm-hmm. then I, I've only met her maybe two – well, twice, but she is not like a Chinese woman at all. I don't no. think she's very like independent and and I just you can tell see. just from her character, like just from you don't really need to speak to her for a long time, but she's just got this like I don't know, just this confidence. She mm-hmm. just exudes confidence, which a lot of Chinese women don't have, like usually. Right, or it's hidden oh, in yeah. some way. Yeah. yeah, I wonder about her. I guess I haven't really asked her too much about her dating life. But I wonder Mm. if she struggles to, I mean, I wonder if she just sticks to the foreign men or if she, because she's, I mean, she's got a great career. She is, I mean, yeah, as you said it, you nailed it. She just exudes this confidence. Mm -hmm. And it is rare to see that in China. Usually they're, you know, a little, they're more softened. Yeah. Fragile. Oh, the confidence is a different kind. Can, it's a different kind of confidence like she's like you said she's successful like she's got a great career mm-hmm. and so that I think the confidence is in some way related to that it's not a case of like I'm a strong woman and I can have any man I want it's a it's a I'm a, I'm a strong woman you know I've done well for myself like I have gotten here you know I don't I you know not oh, not to be like an independent me. woman like I don't need men but it's it's still like she's done well for herself. I remember she said uh now I am remembering a bit about her dating life cuz I remember in a story of how she was sleeping in her bed and her mom like came into the room and like sat on the end of her bed mm-hmm. and then started like poking her face and saying like why why don't you love me? Why can't you find a man? Like why? <laughs> And she's like, um, oh my goodness. she's like, I don't need a man, you know, yeah. I'm tired. Can we talk about this tomorrow? Oh, dear. <laughs> so this is like typical, you know, we've... She's getting the pressure. Mm-hmm. We've talked in previous episodes about how um, basically involved Chinese parents are with their children's mm-hmm. love life. But but I think she's, she, she's not really looking for a man to provide her with financial stability. Mm-hmm. She's already, she's got her career... I mean, she's very, she's gorgeous, actually. Yeah. But I could see where that would be very intimidating for men and that it wouldn't, maybe, maybe it's not that easy for her to find one yeah, suitable. Maybe. At least not a Chinese man. Well, maybe that's, be- maybe that's best. Yeah. If she's had that Western, in like, so much Western influence, maybe mm. she'd be better off. She's given me a lot of insights, actually, into what it would be like because she can speak English so eloquently. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she knows all the idioms. She, I, I feel like I'm speaking to an American when I talk to her, even though she was born in China. She was born in Wuhan, and she, but she lived in the U.S. for I think oh, seven or eight years. Yeah, and that was in her formative years. She's pretty young. She's twenty, 
probably 25, about 25 mm -hmm. now, I would guess. Um, but I remember her talking about the culture shock coming back to China. And one of the things was that she she's not treated the same way as the other females in the office. She has kind of like um, almost more of a male status here. Um, I also feel the same thing as a foreign woman in China. Like I don't think I'm treated the same as a Chinese woman here because there still is quite a bit of gender discrimination discrepancy, I yeah, guess, in yeah. positions in China. And um, as a foreigner, you, you kind of transcend the boundaries yeah. of a female, of a typical female Chinese employee. Yeah, so, so we do have, definitely have an advantage here. And I think she, she has also gotten that advantage yeah. from having been abroad and because she's just so good at what she does. Mm. Um, but I remember one of the things that she was saying was that, um, when they interviewed her, they asked her when she wanted to have kids. And, you know, like in the U.S., that's illegal to yeah, ask yeah. those kind of questions or like when are you going to be pregnant? Mm -hmm. And another thing was they had to they took like some of her statistics. So because they always they always take how how tall you are. Right. And a lot of times they'll also take your weight. Right. Which is also obviously you can't do that in the U.S. Why do they do that? Because people want to know. I mean, we whenever we we post a we post a job application recently for a developer, and every right. resume we didn't put that as a requirement, but every resume that came back had the person's height on it. I would never think to put that on my resume. I know, but people in China like to hire taller people. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, at least women can wear heels. I suppose men can if they want. But they're supposed but... to put their real height. But anyway. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So anyway, her weight was on her resume or whatever documents that they had her fill out. Mm -hmm. And the HR department just like, cause she, okay, she's she's more muscular. Like yeah. most Chinese women are just kind of like, they're really frail. They yes. don't do a lot of like hardcore exercising. They, mm -hmm. I mean, if they go to the gym, they just like walk on the treadmill and they're usually just like still wearing high heels. <laughs> um, and they don't, you know, they don't really lift a whole lot. That's kind of part of the whole Chinese ideal Chinese woman persona mm -hmm. is to be like this real thin, yeah. like pale, delicate creature. Yeah. But she's not like that. I mean, she's, she's, de she's fit. Yeah. I mean, she's sure. definitely not fat. She's, she's like fit. Perfect. Actually. Mm -hmm. From what I would say. And so she's heavy because she has, she has, muscle. <laughs> she has muscle instead of just like, you know, just yeah. hollow bones. So her weight on there was, they were, everybody was shocked. So the whole office is talking about like how much she weighs and no one can believe how much she weighs. And so she was wow. like going to work and hearing all these things about her weight. And then she was getting in the elevator and people were like poking at her, like grabbing her stomach saying, oh, oh I can't yeah. believe you weigh that much. And like feeling her arms and stuff like that. And it's like, talk about an invasion of privacy. So she said yeah. that was like really shocking to her coming back to China, this kind of, you know, just like really involved yeah. experience like very intrusive and of course if she's had like all her education and she's she was working in the u.s this is i'm guessing this is her first job in yeah. china yep. so i mean it's it's probably just as much a shock to her as it would be for us yeah so but it was so interesting hearing her and because she's like a great storyteller anyway so just like listening to the whole thing i was just <laughs> laughing so hard oh, but she yeah 
she was um she was talking about other aspects of of the culture shock as well but mm. according to her it's just it's definitely a huge shock and she sees she sees it as a little bit back i don't want to say backwards but kind of that that that's how i viewed her like the way that, at least that's how she expressed it to me mm. is that like oh my gosh i can't believe these people still still behave this way in an office yeah you know so it's it, i'm sure it's like a huge shock to a lot of abcs yeah i imagine i th i think sadly i think not sadly it's not a sad thing um but of course a lot of like let's say cbcs or abcs um even though their parents were probably originally from china they're still brought up in a different way. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe compared, like here, children are kind of pushed into doing extra activities, learn piano, take extra English classes, do this, do that. Whereas a lot of CBCs and ABCs are already pushed in that way. Like if they don't want to learn to play piano, then okay, fine. It's, you know, we're not going to force you. You think so? Yeah. From what I've read, like there was stories, I read some stories like first-hand accounts of people that were just not brought up in that same typical Chinese mm. way. Um, even the language, like one guy's story that I read was uh, he learned English and French, so he was bilingual in those languages, but didn't speak any Chinese. Mm. And then when he came to China, like, whoa, like culture shock. And he, he said that he just felt like he just didn't even fit in anywhere. He wasn't Chinese, he wasn't a foreigner, and he just like, he was in this weird like limbo mm -hmm. situation. Yeah, I think a lot of them are like that. Mm. It's so different than moving, even from, like, like, there are a lot of Mexicans who come to the U.S. Even that, it's just because you're talking about a whole ocean, a massive ocean that you're crossing, and yeah. a country that is has been had been closed off to foreign influence for so long. So mm -hmm. you're talking about, it's difficult to compare uh, Chinese-American to, like, you know, an African-American or mm -hmm. a Mexican-American or, okay. you know, like those other cultures, because I think those are not necessarily that the original culture is closer to the culture in the U.S., but that it has historically had more integration yeah. or at least awareness of yeah. each other. Yeah. Whereas like China is just its own thing. Yeah. China is China. It's it's. It's so different from mm -hmm. the Western world. Yeah, and even during during the empire, I guess the there wasn't much like immersion from the English with Chinese people. I don't think it was all in, in a negative way. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, I think it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else? to talk about I'm not sure I, I mean I, I've exhausted my research and my my not <laughs> my knowledge I think <laughs> well it's I've I always find it on a personal note I always find it so interesting to talk to ABCs oh, I usually yeah. um whenever they say anything I'm just listening like a sponge because I find it really fascinating to to hear about their perspective because mm -hmm. I think it's 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 pretty rare. I mean, I guess in the future there'll be more and more cases like this, but a lot of the times when people leave China, they don't typically come back. Yeah. So it's you don't have as many opportunities to hear about 
experience. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. they'll come back for a vacation or to visit grandparents, but yeah. in terms of living back in China again, I think it's 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 not as common. Yeah. So it's I find it like I, yeah, I always listen to what the ABC yeah, sure. says and like even how they speak, I find it really interesting. Yeah. So oh, I think though um Canadian born Chinese people are actually going back to or going to Hong Kong. Mm. Um because allegedly there are a lot more job opportunities. Really? Yeah, f- there than in Canada in their specific field. So obviously obviously they're being educated in Canada and then realizing in Canada there aren't any job opportunities for them and so they they're going to Hong Kong mm. to work. And as we said before the you know companies want to employ these like CBCs and ABCs. Yeah. So that's it's great for them. If they're sure. able to harness the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. then they're really at an advantage yeah. because then they've got a very very rich cultural basically database. <laughs> yeah. in their brains and I think that can be used in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that can really be learned. I mean, I'll be in China for the rest of my life and still not be able to understand, <laughs> understand completely yeah. yeah of course um what it is to be chinese mm. yeah i mean daily i learn new things every day mm. and sometimes these things just like make my head just i don't even know how to even comprehend some of the things i hear yeah and i just think wow <laughs> i get puzzled on a day to day basis here too like still yeah. Still, I'm like, why did that? You know, I, I mm-hmm. just I try to analyze um, why people behave the way yeah. they do or why they say what they do, and a lot of the times I just I'm just clueless. Mm-hmm. I'm clueless. So, so I I think it's it's fascinating. And if any of you out there who are listening are actually ABCs, we would love or CBCs or yeah. wherever you're from. If you are living abroad or were born abroad and you're Chinese, mm. we would love to hear your story. Yeah, for sure. That so would be awesome. <laughs> it would be really awesome. So you can leave us a comment um, uh, at writtenchinese.com slash episode 18. And I think a lot of our audience would be curious to hear about what your experience has been like as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope that we kind of answered Billy's question. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, if you still are curious about certain aspects of your question, please send us a message yeah. or drop us another voicemail, and we will would love to fill in any gaps that yeah. we left. Yeah, we will either either leave a comment or, or we if there's plenty to talk about, we can we can use it in next week's episode as well mm-hmm. to to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to see any of the links or. Uh, I'll put the video to that the documentary I mentioned at the oh, beginning. Oh, I want to watch that, they'll honestly. Be on, <laughs> yeah, they'll be on writtenchinese.com slash episode 18. And also, Nora's about to teach us a new Chinese word. Oh, yeah. So on the um, when I was doing a little bit of reading about some blogs about other a- ABCs, I kept seeing this term huaren, so H-U-A-R-E-N, huaren. And Huaren is somebody who is ethnically Chinese. Right. So okay, it doesn't mean that they were necessarily born in in China. So yeah. Chinese Chinese would be Zhongguoren, mm. Chinese of na- Chinese nationality, but Huaren is of Chinese ethnicity. Okay, nice. So ABCs and CBCs fit into that under mm-hmm. that category. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So if you're interested to see the uh, characters for Huaren, you can. Go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 18. I'll put the links to the Written Chinese Dictionary. 
learn a little bit. Yeah, why not? <laughs> if you haven't learned enough already today, <laughs> it's free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we would also love it if you could give us a, a voicemail message. You can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail and leave us a voicemail. <laughs> there are so many topics we still haven't talked about, about living, like what it's like to live in China. And I'm dying to talk about some um, stuff. We often have, like Nora and I sometimes have this conversation like, oh, this would great make a great uh, Two Eye Chicks episode. But we're waiting so, for yeah, you. Yeah, we're just waiting for you. So <laughs> maybe, I mean, Nora's hinted at a few topics today, I think. So if you don't remember, rewind and listen to and what And if you're said. interested, send us a voicemail because... Yeah, uh, yeah, there. I I still think there are a lot of really, really fascinating topics lurking. Yeah, absolutely. In the mist. Yeah, and we're excited to keep going. We're at episode eighteen. Let's try for you know eighteen more at least. Come on, I'm going for a hundred. A hundred. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say a hundred, but I thought, is that like, am I crazy to say that? No. Okay. Dream big. <laughs> Come on, guys, send us your questions. Please. Thanks for listening, and please have a great week. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Written Chinese. Of course. Yes, as always. As always. All right. Listen next week, please, to episode 19. Bye. Bye. Bye.